Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. That was what? weird. Have I ever done the intro before? I don't think you have, but that was impressive. Maybe once. Maybe once. I don't know. That was better than Logan's first intro. What was Logan's first intro? DIY Money, 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 money. Money, 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 money. You have to go back and listen. I might have to scroll down. It was good. When's the last time you and I were on an episode together? I was trying to remember. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I think we've only been on an episode together maybe once, and I feel like it was right when I started, so it was probably like May or June. You, Logan, and I were all on an episode together once when we tested out the three mics. That did not go well. <laughs> I'm kind of glad we left time that we've in the past. It. I was awkwardly sitting on the far end of that couch. Yep. You could fit like two people between us because the microphone was positioned. where we had to put the mics. I was like practically sitting on the arm. Yeah. That didn't, so and I never knew. See, now we have like a natural flow of like, okay, this person says this, and then you respond this. But with three, I was like, point at me when it's my turn. I have no idea. A triangle is much more complicated than a line. I'd rather be waterboarded than do math in my free time. That was deep, Daniel. Uh, what's new in your life? What is new in my life? I feel like it's just been forever since we've talked on a podcast. People don't know that we talk all day long. Yeah, I mean, a lot like of times I'm like, what have you not told me yet? Or what do we want to revisit that you've already told me? Yeah. Are you doing any hiking? Because it's beautiful out right now. I You're an outdoors went, aficionado. This is true. I went hiking on Sunday? Saturday or Sunday? It was Saturday. Kay. Last week, went to Berea. Have you been out there? To Ever? the Pinnacles? I've not, never been to the Pinnacles. I've okay. been to Berea. Okay, that was a good clarification. Yes. Um, It's a hard hike because... Most of so the main hike everyone does is like this huge overlook, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful because you can see like all of Berea, and then who knows how far. It's insta worthy. I've it's, seen lots of Instagrams. Okay, there you go. Um, but it's like straight uphill. Like it's only maybe a mile or a mile and a half long. But I like have to take a break halfway up and hit my inhaler. It's Reed. miserable. I don't think people underestimate how hilly Kentucky is. That's probably true. Because we're in the same region, roughly speaking, of places like Ohio and Indiana. And if you... That was a weird way of saying Indiana. Indiana. <laughs> Not sure what happened there. <laughs> or like El- Southern Illinois and stuff like that. Because if you drive north of here, like if you drive towards Columbus, it all of a sudden gets Cornfield City and super flat. But Kentucky, Tennessee, especially more on the kind of mid to eastern side of the states is crazy hilly mountainous getting into appalachia 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 don't know the answer i'm not sure but anyhow really beautiful area of the country for folks who haven't uh have never been this way but much more rolling and hilly and even mountainous than most would expect Hmm. i think yeah that's probably true especially maybe it's just because when i go to tennessee i do like the smoky mountains and that is very hilly, to say the least. Yeah. I'm just saying, per, speaking from personal experience, when I moved here originally as a cyclist, I was like, oh, it's basically the Midwest, which means I'll just be riding on flat roads Just stay forever. on one gear. And there's nothing flat here. Ever, really. That's true. You're always going up some kind of steep, sharp, little punchy hill. Very true. It's also, this is a random sidebar. 
but I was talking about the Smoky Mountains, which reminded me, I'm going camping this weekend, and I haven't been for months, and it's going to be freezing. How did you sort of forget that? Um, Are you trying to put out the freezing part of your mind? Because you don't yeah, like the weather. Yeah, I think that's exactly this. <laughs> okay. Well, last year, we did this trip in, like, October, and when we went down the low that day was 27, and it was the most miserable night of camping I've ever experienced. We were so cold. It sounds fun, though, because then you wake up in the morning and have a hot cup of coffee. Well, but the problem is, you're right, but in order to have a hot cup of coffee, you have to get up, get the firewood, start the fire, warm up the water, then make the coffee. You don't just use the little the stovey thing. No, that's the... You've got one of those little, like... That's true. The jet boil? Yeah. You could use the jet boil. I usually don't take one, because I'm going to make a fire. There is an old game path through the forest just beyond the abandoned Starbucks. Take it to where it forks. Jog to the right. Do not go to the left. But you need coffee before you make the fire. See how this works? Mm-hmm. Strategery. Maybe I'll take you one. You should do some of the housekeeping. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Before anyway, we get too sidetracked. This <laughs> podcast and all podcasts sponsored by Jewel Financial, J-O-U-L-E Financial. Check us out on the web in that wealth development tab. And don't forget to keep sending questions to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. We got a good question today from Robbie. Robbie, what do you got? DIY! What's up, DI Money Squad? This is Robbie from Klein, Texas. I'm a lawyer listener, and I want your opinion on 401k contributions. First off, quick cash and emergency fund are covered. The only debt we have is a mortgage, so we're good on that. My wife and I plan to max out our 401ks in 2024. We are phased out of the Roth IRA option, but we both have Roth options in our 401k plans, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to contribute between Roth and traditional. I think we're in our higher earning years, and our marginal tax bracket is probably going to be 32%, which leads me to think we need to max out the pre-tax option, but I know the benefits of Roth, and I want to take advantage of that along with the higher contribution limits with a 401k versus IRA. Should we do some allocation between traditional and Roth to add to both buckets or max out the pre-tax option and pursue the backdoor Roth option? Hey, look, thanks. Uh, Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Love the show. Great question, Robbie. This is a dense question, and it's one that we get a lot. I think, I don't know that we've done a podcast at least in a while just simply talking about traditional versus Roth contributions in 401ks. Yes, break that down. Yeah, so CPA. Oh my. It's hard because a lot of times like many questions on this show, I'm sure as our listeners have picked up on, it depends, right? Mm-hmm. The classic two-word answer. So, there's a few different things you need to think about when trying to think through do I want my contributions to be traditional or Roth? And just a reminder, essentially the difference between those is traditional means that I'm not going to pay any tax now. Sometimes you actually get a deduction. Um, for your contributions, depending on your income. And then when you withdraw the funds, that's when you'll pay the tax versus Roth. You go ahead and pay the tax now and it's never taxed again. So I think typically when you're thinking about this, the generic kind of piece of advice is if you're in your max earning years, you're probably in a tax bracket that is higher now than it will be in the future. So it would make more sense to take a deduction for your contributions now and not pay the tax now and then pay it later at a lower tax break versus bracket break mm-hmm. versus later if your taxes are going to be um, higher 
then it makes sense to go ahead and pay the tax now at a lower tax bracket in a Roth contribution. And then later on, you don't have to pay that um, tax. Now, the, the intricacy of this question is that taxes are not necessarily always linear for folks. And so I wish in times like this that we had a whiteboard and that this was a video because I would just draw yeah, what it. what do you mean by linear? Like your I tax mean, I know bracket, what linear means. Sure. But it's not always like taxes? straight up where you pay less tax and then as you make more money, you, you pay more tax because when you retire, you don't have income. So a lot of times you'll have this like um, dip in your tax bracket where as you're working, typically your taxes will increase over time as you make more money and then you retire and all of a sudden you don't have any income unless you're drawing it out already and you have very little tax, but eventually RMDs kick in, required minimum distributions, and a lot of times that will push people back into higher tax brackets again. So one thing I think people don't think through too much is this idea of Roth conversion that we've talked about before on the show, Mm -hmm. where you actually have a few years when you're at a really low tax bracket in retirement before they start requiring you to take RMDs, where it can be really beneficial to go ahead and take some money out of your IRA pay the tax during those years, and then later the government isn't going to make you take that money out at a higher tax bracket. Why do I bring this up? Inquiring minds want to know. I want to know. I think that, for one, um, keep in mind if you make Roth contributions, a lot of times your employer match is still going to be traditional, so you'll have some funds in that traditional bucket. But I think there's this idea that traditional contributions to 401ks or IRAs are bad because everyone's always preaching like the beauty of the Roth. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's bad to start retirement with some funds in a traditional um, account, whether it's an IRA, 401k or whatever, because it gives opportunity later to fill up that kind of swimming pool dip in your tax bracket and convert it to Roth then. So you kind of get to time, whether it's traditional or Roth. Essentially what you're doing is timing whether you're going to pay tax in that moment or later on. And if you don't pay tax in that moment, you can kind of, to some extent, pick when you pay it. And so it's good to have some funds in that bucket so that you can pay it in those years you have a lower tax bracket. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. It all comes down to tax rates. I think one of the things people underestimate is potentially what expenses will come off of their budget in retirement. So, I mean, if you pay off your mortgage, you're talking about 10 to 20% of your monthly budget is going to be reduced in retirement, which may not take up. Uh, potentially, you know, some of the transportation expenses, some of just like clothing or eating out. So, like, you could see when some folks retire that their expenses actually go down a little bit. Now, that will be replaced with things like hobbies and travel and grandkids and stuff like that, probably. But not fully. Um, so expect that you, you might see a dip. And a lot of that has to do with uh, just debt payoff, your mortgage being the main one. But I think it's important for people to understand because it, it feels like it's a really complex calculation trying to figure out which one will go for uh, work for your plan. And to some extent, you do have to calculate or look into the future and s- kind of make an estimate of where your tax rates will be, but that's mainly because the only variable that will change in this equation is your tax rates. So assuming that you're putting in the exact same dollar amounts or contribution for either a IRA or a Roth IRA or 
same thing for a 401k, right? The traditional or the Roth. So if that's a constant, and then the return is the return that you're going to get, assuming, I mean, you would invest them the same way, whether it's in a traditional or in a Roth. So the return is going to be a constant, we'll say 10% or whatever. The only other factor that comes into play then is your tax rate on those monies to calculate your total net kind of amount available in there. So for instance, if you utilize a Roth and you're putting in, say, $10,000, then you're already paying tax on that. So a portion of that is going out um, to taxes. And then you have your uh, rate of return that you're going to get on that over time. And then you're going to be able to pull that out tax-free in the future. Now, to match that exact same equation, you would have to, because you uh, you paid some in tax on the Roth scenario, so on the traditional, you would have to put in the same 10000 plus what you would have paid on the Roth IRA in taxes. Not on the Roth IRA, but on the contribution. You get the same return, and then in the future, you'll pay taxes on that to get the same net amount. If you did that calculation on paper... They would net out exactly the same, even over a 20, 30-year horizon. It doesn't matter how long it's in there because they're going to achieve the same amount of returns. So it all comes down to the tax rate that you're paying today versus the tax rate you're paying in the future. If you were in a tax bracket that starts with a three, then currently you're in one of the highest tax brackets that you can be in in today's sort of tax structure. So the general rule of thumb, given where taxes are today, is for a lot of people... Um, and this is a rule of thumb, so it doesn't, it's not advice. It's, it's, you know, consider it for your plan. But typically if you were in the zero 10 or 12% tax bracket, a lot of times it can make most sense to pay that tax today because there's more tax brackets above you than below you. Uh, so pay that tax today at the tax rate that you know is fairly low considering today's tax brackets, utilizing the Roth IRA. Once you get into tax brackets that start with a two, then it kind of depends on uh, where you are today, where you're going in the future, what your withdrawal rates are going to be, things like that. Then you get a tax bracket that has a three on it or upper twos, say 28%, et cetera, above that. So it has a three or is getting close to a three. Then in that case, it starts to really favor, why not get the deduction today? You're in a very high tax bracket and look at potentially in the future, seeing if you can get that down with your withdrawals. Uh, obviously there's other factors that come into play, things like you mentioned RMDs, but also state taxes. So are you living in a state income tax state now, but do you aspire to retire? Didn't mean to make that rhyme. Aspire to retire, uh, in a income tax free state in the future. If so, by, if you're, uh, by taking the deduction now, you could potentially save yourself money in the future as well by withdrawing those in a tax free state, or as long as it's in a, uh, state that does not tax retirement withdrawals, such as Kentucky up to a certain amount. Right. So I think all that to say in the classic fashion, the answer to this specific to you is it depends. I hope you found value in some good rules of thumb overall. But if you have trouble thinking through your tax situation to understand maybe there's some nuance with a pension or something like that, where it's hard to think through in your head where your taxes will be in the future, then it never hurts to talk with an advisor um, or a trusted friend and try to think through some of those details to figure out a trusted friend that knows something about money or just someone you really trust. No, <laughs> that will work hard. Okay. A trusted friend who 
knows about money. There you go, Daniel. How about that? Yeah. Um, and think through some of the intricacies to figure out for your specific situation. Robbie! Bye. Are you going to do the wrap-up? Should what's I, your, or do you want to yeah, do, what's your outro do it together? Line? No. I <laughs> that would be a disaster. Well, Daniel, the secret to wealth is pretty simple, and that's to live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Nailed it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.